What does a guy call his best friends? His testies besties, of course. Halloween is right around the corner, and you don't want to spook someone with your scary bush. Our friends at Manscaped want to help make your boys downstairs clean and best friends of their own. Manscaped is the number one men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HMT at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use code HMT. Trick or treat. Keep your balls neat. This episode is brought to you by Smell My Feet Candy. It's the only candy with the aroma and taste of real feet. Smell My Feet Candies are beloved among trick-or-treaters and certain segments of the OnlyFans subscribers. This Halloween, give the kids what they ask for by name. Smell My Feet Candy. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Uh, I'm Bryce Hansen. Um, I have a PhD in spookology, so I'm an expert. <laughs> Is that so? Uh-huh. You're an expert? Uh-huh. Boy, could have fooled me. I'm not an amateur. I, uh, and I. That's the thing that should be most apparent when you hear us. Well, you know, I mean, you know, everybody's got their opinions and a lot of them fucking stink. And, you know, I don't know. I'd like to hear other people's podcasts. <laughs> and yeah. what, what is your name, sir? Oh, my name's Dr. David Day. I'm the foremost expert of scare. No, you're Professor David Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you haven't received your doctorate yet. What you're like foolish. an adjunct. What a foolish idiot. <laughs> and also with us today. Some someone from the gentler sex. <laughs> say it. Say the say the thing that we all want you to say right now with the release of Borat. Uh, my wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, my wife, Aaron Hansen. Hi. You got to get closer to the mic. Hi. Okay. Hey, Aaron. How's it going? So we got a great episode today we're going to be reviewing trick or treat trick, trick apostrophe r treat apostrophe treat trick or treat oh okay it's so not the only one apostrophe right <laughs> we're such idiots uh we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie we score on a scale of one to ten one being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry five being an average film that hits all the expected marks and ten being so good it transcends genre boundaries after we give our score we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film and you know forget about the plot and take a lot of time uh, talking about personal issues and and pissing off certain segments of our <laughs> apple podcast it's, our favorite. it's my favorite thing to do now <laughs> and <laughs> later i mean we're not not salty at all no i mean we're we listen and yeah, we we certainly adjust. listen i'll be honest you've been bothered all week what <laughs> i cannot confirm nor deny these allegations later on we'll be 
um, doing It Came From Social Media, where we may or may not read some one-star reviews that we've gotten since we've released Bly Manor after show. And I wish these people had the balls to call into our voicemail line and really lay into us. That's what I, I really wish. I don't... Did we... Did we put the number on the Bly Manor after show? Um, yeah. I think we did. Yeah, every yeah. single episode, yeah. Um, Not one voicemail from those people. Yeah, but then we'd have their number. So that's, I mean, would you do that? Um, I, I wouldn't. Are you asking if I would do something malicious? No, I mean, no, if, if the you answer were, to that is absolutely not. Would you call into a show that you hate and berate them and give them your phone number? Yeah. Okay. Um, and we're going to be playing a new game uh, called... Sense and stabability. Okay, uh, that sounds like a J- Jane Austen sort of thing. You'll see. Okay, Jane Eyre. It's new. So let's get into the movie. We rented Trick or Treat, and it's Pulp Fiction for horror fans. Yeah, that's let's accurate. Play the trailer. <laughs> time of the year, there are a few guidelines all ghosts and goblins should follow. Always stay on sidewalks. Never go to a stranger's house. And never go out alone. sorts of things. Room free. Sorry. All these traditions. Wait, wait. Oh, what? You're supposed to keep it lit. Why? Ancient tradition? Putting on costumes. I look like I'm five. You look great. What did we do now? We meet our dates. Jack-o'-lanterns. Why are we here? To pay our respects to the dead? The Halloween school bus massacre. Started to protect us, but one guy's name you doing down there hiding bodies. Nowadays, no one really cares. This one's the lit. What is that? It's them. Treat. It can be found on all the streaming platforms for rent. I don't think it's free, quote unquote, free on anything. I think it's on a couple of like the paid, like Showtime or oh, HBO yeah. kind of things. Yeah, I think that I, you can add on. I think I paid for it on Am- Amzam. Yeah, yeah, I got on it on Amazon Amzam too. 
This movie reminds children of their worst fear during Halloween. Brian Singer. <laughs> Trick or Treat is an anthology film set during Halloween in suburban Ohio. Seven short stories are loosely interwoven with each other in a non-linear narrative to tell the dangers of eschewing Halloween traditions. Wearing costumes, giving out candy, and lighting jack-o'-lanterns are all part of the ancient traditions whose purpose are long forgotten but are made kind of apparent. In this movie, I yeah. guess. They don't go into it too much. Not too much. Uh, Trick or Treat basically accomplishes in one movie what John Carpenter wanted to do with the Halloween franchise when they made Season of the Witch. That is the telling of an assortment of spooky tales set during Halloween. The seven stories told throughout the film are of varying quality and complexity, but the nonlinear narrative structure keeps the audience engaged and never dwells on one story long enough to bore the audience. Most of the stories do little in the way of setup and prefer to jump right into the good scary part, which ends up being pretty effective yeah. for, for the film. Um, it's a decent film that deserves to be on the rotation during the Halloween season. I give it a six out of ten. Yeah, so I think the you the, the most important point in your review is the non-linear narrative structure keeps the audience engaged and never dwells on one story long enough to bore the audience. Mm -hmm. That is the thing that this movie I think hangs its hat on is the weaving in and out structure tying all of these events together from mm -hmm. beginning to end. So it, it does provide a decent amount of rewatchability, although, you know, I mean, you don't have to be tied to the TV screen <laughs> necessarily yeah. to to get spooky shit that goes on. And uh, I mean, I, this this kind of like immediately fell into its own sort of cult classic status uh, kind of holds the same uh, position that, well, maybe a little bit smaller <laughs> a position that uh, Night or Nightmare Before Christmas kind of enjoys, which is like this really strong base of people who are like, this movie gets me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, though, I would agree with your score. The amount of enjoyment I got of the, out of this is a little bit more than average, but nothing nothing crazy. It's a it's a good Halloween movie for damn sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's well made. I think it definitely proves that a decent amount of thought went into it, mm -hmm. even though some of the ideas are kind of dumb and, and silly. Yeah. But it's fun. Um, I think if you were to string together... So if they're if you're to tell the stories from beginning to end, each one of them, I'd probably get bored. Oh yeah, on several of them. But when they chop it up and kind of keep you guessing how they weave it, back into each other, that's kind of yeah. what what makes it makes it cohesive from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. What what did you think, Aaron? I uh, yeah, I I agree with your uh, your review. I, I I think I'd probably give it a five, five and a half, mm -hmm. but yeah. I'm a little more critical of it because... Yeah, 0. 0.5 more critical of it. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of like Halloween themed like mm -hmm. holiday horror films. So, this is it. You, you, yeah, I think is, you've actually have. <laughs> I've seen it. Then. Yeah, it's okay. this right. and, the one. and this is the, the Halloween one. franchise. Yeah. And okay. see, you saw Season of the Witch. We should have had you on that episode, too. 
Well, you were there while I was watching. It. <laughs> I don't remember seeing season of the Witch. Well, you read the subtitles. You laughed at some of it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, there aren't a terrific amount of movies that are that are hang their hat on Halloween. There's Hellfest. <laughs> well, what about the Halloween series? Yeah, th- like you said, yeah, there's there's the series Halloween, but there's not a lot outside that that I can think of off the top of my head. There are movies that coincidentally happen around mm-hmm. Halloween, but as far as ones that are like, this is a movie about fucking Halloween, the night of. I don't know. I feel like, like Hocus Pocus fills that for me. True, true. True. And and a great movie that that is. I think the the difference is Halloween well, I don't know, I guess Halloween isn't really even a significant No, that's true. So the the difference between movies set during Halloween and the Halloween franchise in this movie is like Halloween and the tradition behind it and like the story behind it are a significant plot element. Right. This is, yes, that's specifically what, what I'm kind of getting at, which is like this movie hangs its hat on Halloween and the traditions therein. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Speaking of hanging, how are your testicles doing? Because man, I got you know, that I got that perfect package 3.0 from from Manscaped and uh-huh. let me tell you, I went hog wild on my hog. <laughs> it uh I I also la, went la 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 la. I also went kind of crazy on everything else too. So, <laughs> for fair warning, you're going to want to shave every part of your body, just don't. Show some discretion. <laughs> Show some discretion. Did you people. use the guard or did you just go straight I, down? I I tried everything. In mm. fact, I I thought it would be a disservice to our listeners if I didn't, um, you know, really like quality test this thing. Uh-huh. And uh, specifically, I'm talking about the lawnmower 3.0, the 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 trimmer, the uh-huh. the. the uh-huh. The electric trimmer. They have this. They have this thing where they're like, "It's skin safe technology," and I'm like, "I bet I can hurt myself with it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried and tried. You I just, even went for the nip. Just shoved it right into your sack. And... I went right on the nip. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'll tell you what. It is. I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying I couldn't. Yeah, there's something very unique about trimming your sack Mm. there's just like you can't appreciate how many wrinkles and how unwieldy it is yeah and the good people at manscaped really understand and they're i mean they are the number one in men's below the waist grooming and uh you know they're offer precision engineered tools for your tool so there's a lot of benefits to using Manscaped. I got to tell you, and we we personally know now because they sent us, they sent us their product. We got to test run it, and uh, I'm pleased with the results. The two things I I, I the two things I think I like the most are the ball toner. Mm. So uh, mm. is that the I like the the ball deodorant. Oh well, that is called their. Crop preserver. Crop it's an preserver. Anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Listen, I got sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. First of all, I took. I I used to travel a lot to some very uh to to one place in particular, Africa, really messed me up in terms of my skin. Give me a rash, and I keep I keep getting it. So I'm very leery about about like moisturizers and stuff because uh-huh. they will often give me rashes. This stuff, none of that. It just leaves them just. Glistening, happy, <laughs> moist, and smelling good. Right. 
I mean, generally, moisture... I should probably be looking at Aaron when I talk about this. Moisture (laughs) moisture doesn't feel like a real problem for Mm. down there. Oh, man, it is. Like, I mean, I'm saying, like, there's not a lot of dry skin down there. Oh, yeah. It's not flaking off. So (sighs) I would think, like, maybe, you know, moisturizer isn't necessary since it's usually pretty moist. But it does uh, add... To the experience, the and un- it's uh, it does oh. noticeably, unquestionably. You know. And then the other, the other thing that I I appreciate very much. I'm wearing the shirt right now. Mm. The shirt and the boxers, man. I'm not a fan of these like compression like boxer brief mm-hmm. boxers, and that's what these are. But they they don't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because it comes with a decent amount of carriage for your junk. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it's not keeping everything pressed up against you all the time. It mm-hmm. lets them breathe. Yeah. <laughs> we could go on and like? on forever on about Manscaped, but the important thing is that you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code HMT at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And Use ladies, code HMT at checkout and uh, do your balls a service. And ladies... If your if your boy's got a nasty scrum, get that shit cleaned up for him. Help him out. He doesn't know. I guarantee. I didn't know I had a problem until <laughs> I got this stuff. <laughs> so help help your boy out. So what's your testimonial, Aaron? I mean, I am happy that you gentlemen are improving your quality of life by taking care of your junk. Thank mm, you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's um, take a minute and talk about ourselves, too. So uh, if you like the show, if you love us talking about our balls, you know, hours on end, consider joining Patreon, (laughs) where we continue on the conversation with our after pod show, where we leave the mics running. Um, Lots of other perks, like getting to vote on movies that we review every month. Um, Check out our Patreon and all the different tiers. There will be something that you might be interested in also if you're a big fan and you want to um display horror movie talk proudly across your chest or your bumper or your bumper go to our shop on horrormovietalk.com uh we got a bunch of stickers and apparel you can support the podcast also by going to amazon by clicking on the button in the banner of our website if you're going to buy anything on Amazon, we can get a little taste of that. And finally, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goebel. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. So make sure you contact him at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. That's at dgoebel 0 on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true. And make sure to tell him that HMT sent you. If you want to leave us a voicemail, call us at 682-253-4468. If you need that number again, press rewind. Thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. 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 So, oh, I should turn on. What what made you watch this movie, Aaron? Bryce invited me. I wandered around the show. And was was it so you're notoriously not a horror movie fanatic. Would the, would you say that's accurate? Mm, she, yes. she actually hates horror movies. <laughs> you hate horror movies. It's, I don't I mean She hates the experience of being sure, scared. No, I mean everybody understands it's not, Okay, right. We it's not because a because you 
hate them, it's because it's it's a not a fun experience for you, correct? Right. I mean, it's like saying I'm afraid of heights, right? But you don't look at a mountain and go, "Oh no, a that, mountain!" Fuck it's you, high. mountain. Yeah. yeah. No, you're afraid of the feeling of falling. Right. Yeah. So you're you want to avoid that feeling. Right. And so when I watch a scary movie. It makes me feel scared, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't particularly like feeling scared. So I, I usually avoid horror movies. This one seemed like um, this I, is pretty friendly because it it's PG thirteen. Like it. Yeah, there's no on screen deaths. Oh, well, that's that's interesting because in terms of there are a few PG thirteen movies that go really hard, mm-hmm. and this is I would say one of them. Right. I didn't realize it was PG thirteen, but it's right up there with like. Um, the Ring and, um, boy, oh, Drag Me to Hell is mm-hmm. another one that goes really, really hard, but manages to stay right under that R mark. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably because because it's so disturbing to see violence against kids and then, like, have that just be in a PG-13 movie, even if it's off screen, it's still pretty disturbing. It's weird to find out how different stuff scares different people, you mm-hmm. know? Just violence against kids is, some people make, that's their thing. Right. You know, other people. It's I like, couldn't care less about kids. Couldn't, couldn't care less. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> what? I've, no. That's Brian, that's Brian Singer's job. Uh, so let's. I don't talk. understand this Brian Singer reference exactly. Can no? you help me out? No. Oh, Brian Singer, like, he's. He's a director. One, yeah. He's a producer. director and producer. And it came out that he had, like, lots of parties with young boys and was. A pretty well-known secret. This is like pre-Me Too. Mm. This is like like when they're talking about Hollywood, like open secrets in Hollywood. And when you're, they're talking about like Corey Feldman yeah. talking about like yeah. pedophile rings and stuff like Brian Singer is brought up in those conversations a lot. Aha. Uh-huh. Wow. Nothing's – I mean, they're all allegations. We can't confirm nor deny whether – Brian Singer is... Well, we're a very serious media outlet, yes. so... Yeah, we are professional podcasters, so... Yeah, pro- very professional. <laughs> yeah. Very, very. So, anyways, so let's let's talk about this movie. So, it says in the, the synopsis on IMDb that it's five stories, but I counted seven. Okay. What so, are- there's the, the couple at the beginning, which is just the the woman that doesn't like Halloween and the guy that's super into it, and she's, like, trying to take down decorations and gets mur- Oh, murderized. yes. You know, the guy from Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he from Battlestar? Mm-hmm. I can't think of, of what role he was in. He was... Oh, yeah. Y- yes, obviously. Okay. Um, no, he, wasn't, he wasn't Adama, but he was the other guy. Right. The other pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was number one. Sure. Adama's number one. Yeah. No. Yes? I don't know. I it's remember. been a while. Since yeah, it's I been a long it. time. Um, number two is the four girls going to a party. Um, mm-hmm. Number three is Principal Wilkins slash serial killer slash his Dad. son. Yeah. Um, four is the young kids with Rhonda the retard. Okay. <laughs> I, it's, I'm just quoting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, they clarify. She's an idiot savant, yeah, which is she's also not a, a retard. term that they is not started out by anyone. introducing her as. Right. Or, she, as Rhonda the retard. Right. Um, but she, they, you know, Rhonda the idiot savant doesn't well, roll off the tongue as well. Right. So it's really just shorthand for, you know, whatever. Um, five is just the random vampire encounter. Yeah. Which actually... 
worked for me pretty well. Like I, it was the shortest segment, but it was one of the ones that I liked the most. Yeah. With like the woman walking around with like bleeding out of her neck and just looking around. There's other people with makeup to that make was, them look um, like that. Yeah. Don't- that, that was Suki from, uh, from True Blood. That's the, the main, oh. the main character from True Blood. No, this is before that. Oh. This is she's one of the four girls, right? But there is, but she's attacked by the vampire much later. Yes, My. yeah, yeah. She's one of them that is attacked. That that's what, what the story is interweave. Right. It's hard to yeah. It's hard to <laughs> it's hard to reference any part of this movie because it does weave around so much. Right. Um. Let's see. Six is like a story within a story. It's the school bus story. So the four young kids with Ronda the Retard. Well, that um, counts as the Ronda the Retard story. Tell, well, no, they tell a story because then it shows the story. It's it's separate. Okay. Um, I think the first one with the Battlestar guy doesn't necessarily count. That's more of an intro story. Well, you could say they're all one story since they all interweave. I'm just trying, but... to, I'm just trying to make the IMDb description make sense. Sure. Um, so the school bus story... Um, I don't want to be indelicate describing it. Okay. But. It's a short bus. It's a short bus. Right. And it has a long drive off of a short, short cliff. Wow. Um, and then finally, Mr. Krieg starring, uh, what's his name? Brian. Brian Cox. Cox. And, uh, and that kind of wraps up everything. And that's the one with actually the kind of the mascot of the movie. Um, yeah. He's never really named in the movie, but everyone calls him Sam. Yeah. Or I think there's another name for him, too, um, in the credits. But anyways. Uh, <clears throat> so that's all the story. So out of those, which one was your favorite? Me? <clears throat> yeah. I guess... I guess it would probably have to be Mr. Krieg and Sam uh, toward the end. That was that was plenty of fun. If I had to, if I if I had to say one was competing with it, it would be the uh, the group of girls because they were very pretty and they undressed <laughs> at some point. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. What about uh, what about you guys? I like the Mr. Krieg and yeah. Pumpkin Boy. That's that was my favorite. I thought that was yeah the most entertaining part although the mr wilkins serial killer stuff was it was very funny that was also funny and mm-hmm. really creepy and but i thought the the mr Krieg was even better so yeah for me it's kind of a tie between mr Krieg and like the younger kids going down to the quarry that was pretty good um it was a lot of fun because it it kind of I don't know, it had the feeling of one of those true-to-life sort of things that might happen in childhood. That one had the fir- the best beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Because it starts with them walking and talking about it, and then they get there, tell the story, and then, like... It's a, sto- it's a story you've heard a thousand times, um, yeah. which all of these kind of are, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then it's a fake out, and then, like, a real dark ending. That, yeah. that, that probably had, like, the best dark ending out of all the stories really other than just being murdered i really like the the, they cover like they really try and cram as many different tropes into this as they Mm -hmm. can right so like they got their doll slash puppet 
horror mm-hmm. themes covered with kind of Sam, uh, who's also happens to be like very pumpkin themed slash true. Like he covers so many tropes all in one. He's like a mm-hmm. scarecrow and a pumpkin and a, and a fucking doll and a puppet and like, oh, oh, and he likes candy a lot. Like, you know, he's got all the, the slasher tropes covered and all these other tropes covered. And then, you know, they got, Werewolves, vampires—they got like they just cram all this psycho serial killers. The the next door neighbor who's a who's a lunatic. The next door neighbor who seems like a lunatic but isn't. He's just a cadre. You know, it's like all of the the burbs is even in there. You know, you got like, werewolves and vampires and, yeah. and the poison candy and the candy with the razor blade in it. <laughs> yeah, you got the fat kid dying first. Mm-hmm. All of it, right? Not quite dying first. I guess he made it, but he was pretty close. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think those those two were the ones for me. And then, what's your least favorite out of them? Which one worked the least? Hmm. If I was going to say one uh, didn't work for me uh, very well at all, it would be have to be the vampire encounter, just because just didn't stick with me very much. Is like, yeah, okay. So there's a guy who's either a vampire pretending to be a vampire walking around. Right. Cuz uh, so the, <laughs> that's the one where it's like the thinnest and they where you start rolling your eyes about like the interweaving because the vampire is Mr. Wilkins. Right. And the psychopathic serial killer he, from the who's also a dad. And then he also <laughs> is like caught up in the the four girls party where it reveals that they're not girls going to a party. They're going, they're like, yeah, this even has werewolves doing a, so yeah, it's confusing. This they're, even covers the underworld aspect, like vampires versus werewolves right. kind of thing, you know? Like, so th- this is confusing to me because I thought they were going for, they were witches and they were performing the ritual because they had a bunch of people surrounding a fire for like, seemed like a human sacrifice, but no, they're actually just werewolves eating eating people right but also doing a ritual didn't they mention the ritual too what was your least favorite Uh, yeah okay so that was my least favorite storyline was the girls going to the party because it was i don't know because it was playing up the whole she's a virgin it's her first time we gotta find a guy for her and then they transition that into being oh well she's gonna kill someone and that's her first time and then that's her virginity then, is it's, right. it's her killing virginity right but they were like i when she said like she finally got to the party and like you know mr wilkins drops out of the tree and it's mm-hmm. and you discover that he's the vampire that's not really a vampire with fake teeth and then she says, oh, he bit me. It's a little much, right? Yeah. And, and like she says, oh, he bit me. I'm like, oh, well, she must be a vampire. And he bit her and drank some of her blood. And so that's why hmm. he's hurt or whatever. And then they're werewolves. Also, <laughs> like, <yeah>. What? Because <laughs> like, they, lead- they were like leading you to the assumption that this this pretend vampire <laughs> bit a real vampire wrist. And I don't know. Yeah, they really try and cram as much into this as they. It's like just all the Halloween shit, right? In here, it's. I mean, it's like the Valentine's Day, yeah, of Halloween, right? Or I, I will love say, love actually. Oh, well, love actually was good, mm. but 
the movie 43 of Halloween. <laughs> I will yeah. say, I will say, I really like the, um, the practical effects in the werewolf change were pretty cool. Like, yeah. like there are, um, you know, there are a few really good, um, practical effects in this movie and that's definitely one of them um and then um but yeah there's something about just like yes it looks goofy it looks goofy as hell but but it's still skin is like yeah it's still cool yeah it's still yeah it still works yeah it's um it's the same thing as the american werewolf in london like Mm -hmm. uh it's just it's one of these things where when you see it you you're forced to kind of conceptualize of how how it would how it would work if it were a real thing and that and all this extending you know and bone crunching and hair growth like it's it's a really visceral it's like a wolverine i think that that was my issue with it is that yes the transition is great and those were like the best effects in the movie and that's always the best part of a werewolf movie is like the transformation but then when there's the reveal of like the actual werewolf heads it's like kind of laughably bad (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) yeah yeah. it's not it's not that great um right i i think um i wouldn't say that that one's my least favorite i think that's like because it's the most convoluted one oh yeah and it's the most goofy one and so as far as goofy fun that one's the best yeah that's that's Um, my that's that's the way i look at it i'm like well this there's it's got everything it's got boobs it's got it's got pretty women it's got uh all the all the tropes crammed in there yeah this guy's gonna goofy and it, it also has my favorite part of uh when anna paquin's character is at the party she came alone and she's looking you mean for Suki? yeah she came to the party and she's looking for a guy and it's the <laughs> i don't know to me it's the funniest part because she keeps seeing a bunch of people that looks like they're, you know, single men and then it's revealed that they're not. So there's like the <laughs> the horse, the guy in the horse costume or minotaur costume. Oh, right. And then his ass stands yeah, up and okay. it's his girlfriend. And then there's like... And a, she's having such a great time. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, who would do that couple's costume and put the girl... Let me just come up for a little kiss, a little smooch, and then I'll go back to hugging your asshole. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to kink shame. (laughs) He probably uses Manscaped, and so it's not that bad down there. Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) HMT at checkout gets you 20% Uh, (laughs) off. And then the the other one was like, she sees like this real beefy guy, you know, with his Mm -hmm. back turned. He's like, ooh, that's pretty good. And it turns around, it's a woman. And then, of course, her like date comes up. It's like, what? Well, can't even go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sexist. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't. We make... you, we should neuter you, probably. You know, we should make you. We should make you more respectful by bringing you down. Well, if you want to neuter yourself, don't use Manscaped because it's very safe for let, your balls. Let and me tell you, I tried and I tried in self hatred. I was. <laughs> that should be our goal. We should just mention Manscaped after every topic we cover. <laughs> Uh, um well pl- i gotta i gotta get like a little pink floyd cash sound <laughs> <laughs> um i wish and then it has like the the most like ridiculous part where it's it shows her being approached by the vampire and then when it when she the reveal is like the vampire falls out of a tree and is like 
messed up. He's been, yeah, he's clearly been he's taken been advantage broken. of. Broken. Yeah. It's like he's got a compound fracture coming out of his leg. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, she's going to eat him. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I think most people love, like, truly love about this movie and what I definitely like i mean you've heard me say it a thousand times if you've listened to the show very much this movie does the 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 ambiance of halloween very well mm. like this town is like the fucking oktoberfest of halloweens it's got it's got tons of people in a party all night long, just drinking and having fun in the street, and there's lights everywhere, and people are shoulder to shoulder, and they're all having a good, wholesome time, or not. Mm -hmm. And and then every yard has hundreds of pumpkins <laughs> in it, with all, not even one candle blown out. You know, everything's perfect, and it's just like, it's life only under like this like with this supremely beautiful filter placed over it and with everything being exactly as you imagine it being and then right yeah so these houses with a hundred jack-o-lanterns it's like can you imagine how much work that would take like Some i get through one i'm like god i can't wait until <laughs> next year when i get to do it or I, I i'm so happy i don't have to do this for another year <laughs> like I can't I get no enjoyment out of it because it takes like way too long and I'm really crappy at doing them. I want so to I'm ready uh, to be done. So these people with like hundreds of jack is it like an attrition thing or are they just assuming all the kids are going to break their jack-o-lantern so they just like want to make enough to where they'll get bored of it i'm so jealous i like my first inclination obviously always is to make fun of you and like put you down and uh -huh, stuff like uh -huh. that yeah, yeah but um That's i gotta say reaction. i'm so similar like i'm just like <laughs> i'm just like oh, i just uh, i just want this to end why do i have to do anything ever mm. and I'm, so, I'm you know i look at our facebook group horror movie talk facebook group and there's so many people on there who just living their lives just love just dressing up magnus is out there dressing up as one of the ghostbusters he's got his fucking apartment all decorated and shit mm -hmm. other people got their houses all gussied up and they love it they're having a good time with it and if i have to do one of those things one i'm like oh my God. honey do you know what i did today and she's like what you had fun with the kids and i was like yes it was awful <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, I don't know what... It, it takes a lot of effort to be a Grinch. Because that's the other thing is, as a dad, like, you don't just get to make your own jack-o'-lantern. Like, doing the jack-o'-lantern just means, like, you're doing pretty much everyone's jack-o'-lantern. Right. Because you gotta... I mean, and and you, Aaron, are, are also doing the jack-o'-lantern. But you're, like, usually managing the kids... <laughs> and like stopping fighting and then and preventing cut fingers it's like okay we gotta cut off the tops for the kids because we can't trust them to do that preventing cut fingers is a thankless job because if you do your job right nothing happens and no one ever knows that you did anything right that's why i let i like to let one slip through right <laughs> To, to show the other ones, hey, see what can happen? And yeah. then you throw There's... it over the fence at the neighbor's dog. Right. The finger? Yeah, the finger. <laughs> okay. Um, and then you, you get the pumpkin open, and the kids, like, you think the funnest part is going to be, like, messing with that gooey pumpkin inside and, like, pulling out that stuff. They take, like, one 
are two like little tiny child handfuls and they're like ewey gross <laughs> man my kids my kids dive into those things they like bathed in the pumpkins <sighs> they're our like kids don't they're like i just want it inside me <laughs> yeah. our kids don't like icky things i guess because yeah. it ends up me having to scrape four pumpkins you know yeah and uh, i scrape my own and aaron scrapes her own <laughs> <laughs> and then i don't even think they really cut i guess they draw on them do we just cut them i don't even remember well yeah we have we have them draw on the outside and then we cut it for yeah. them because they're i mean our oldest is seven let's so. just do that 40 more times <laughs> hot, <laughs> hot pumpkin talk <laughs> anyways um other we things did. i want to talk about um that were notable to me i saw in the trivia and when while we're still talking about kind of the werewolf orgy scene, mm. um, it was originally cut to Peggy Lee's Fever, the song. Oh, okay. And then the studio stepped in and was like, hey, and, and the trivia says rightly suggested, I don't agree, uh, suggested that it use, they use something with more edge. So they chose Marilyn Manson's Sweet Dreams, which yeah. like completely dated the entire movie for me. I'm like, oh, this... <laughs> I don't know. It just feels so high school once I whenever no, I, I hear Marilyn Manson. Yeah, you have a good point there. It definitely dates it. Um but 2000 not to 2007, more to like right, to 2003, like 1998. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> so yeah, that that was a weird choice that they made. But also it I admit it does fit, but it's it's weird to think about. Yeah. Do people still Oh, yeah. Love Marilyn Manson. Oh yes. Are you kidding me? I bet a lot of our fans do. And yeah, but sure. like, but the but Fever is a much more sexy song, right? And Fever is like such a more iconic song. It's well, it's, I mean, let's be clear. You two are well, just recently ex Mormons, so yeah. To you, Fever's the sexier song, but to all the goths out there, Marilyn Manson is sure. the obvious choice, right? So, oh, and you know, I mean. Yeah, most. It's all relative. That's that sounds like a new poll for the Facebook group. Mm. Which song is sexier? Fever or Sweet Dreams? Sweet Dreams cover. Yeah. Cover. Yeah, Marilyn well, Manson. um let me see, let me see. I know of a, a few people that follow us on Instagram that would uh would definitely choose the Marilyn Manson. <laughs> right. Um and then finally like did you in the Mr. Krieg section of it, which was the last segment yeah. of the film yeah, yeah, yeah. there were several points where it was it felt like callbacks to other things so i i counted at least three references and there's probably more but um number one made me think of treehouse of horror the the shinning <laughs> because it, that shin of his because <laughs> it's like the the writing all over the walls she's like if I oh. look at his writing, it'll be a window into his mind. Well, yeah, yeah. Feeling fine. But uh, isn't that a callback to... <laughs> isn't that a callback to The Shining itself? Well, no. The Shining, it doesn't write things on the wall. It's uh, The Shining is, you know, it's all work and it, no play. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think back to The Shining now. The last time I watched it was about a year ago. And I can't... Yeah, I can't recall there being writing all over no, that, the walls. No, that, that was the funny part, because the... In The Shining, oh, yes. he had this giant pile, pile of manuscript of... that was literally just one sentence repeated over and over again. And you're like, holy shit, he's insane. Right. He's like, this whole time he's been 
writing this one sentence. Right. And, and the so when, joke when Marge Simpsons, says, like, it'll be a window into his mind. And she looks on the single piece of paper and he just has written feeling fine on it. Yeah. And then the lightning goes off and reveals, like, the whole room is covered in writing that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, all work and no play make Homer a dull boy. Right. And so that's, like, what's in this in this story. Like, it has the trick-or-treat did it have some? Did it have smell my feet? I, d- I don't felt know. like it, it had the whole saying like written over and over again in the on the walls, and then the second one was a callback to Pet Cemetery when he gets his Achilles tendon slashed from oh, underneath the yes, bed. Yes, that's what it was. And then the last one was um, I cheated and, and and looked in the trivia was uh, a callback to the thing when. The hand, uh-huh. <laughs> when the hand starts crawling off and he's like, fuck this. <laughs> have, Aaron, have you seen the thing? Yeah. Oh, you have? I have, yes. Oh, wow. That's that's great. How'd you make it through that? I don't know. Was it rough? It was. Yeah. When did you see it? A few years ago, I think. Did we see it? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Man, that must have been an experience. I mean, it. you're talking about the thing... With, with Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I, probably the thing. She's I'll, a big Kurt Russell fan. I mean, he's Kurt Russell. Yeah, touche. One of her favorite movies is Big Trouble in Little China. Uh huh. a John Carpenter flick. I get yeah. it. Also, the other thing I read in the trivia is that um, Brian Cox's appearance as Mr. Krieg was based off of John Carpenter. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. I recently watched uh, John Carpenter's anth- – speaking of anthologies and John Carpenter, I recently watched his anthology um, series. Boy, I can't uh, I can't recall what the name of it was. I think Body Bags is what mm. it was. It was on Shudder a month or two ago, and, and I watched it on there, and man, it was um, – it was like – it was, well, I should say the first two part, it was a three-part anthology, and the first two stories were great. The third mm-hmm. one didn't mm-hmm. do it for me so much, but it was a lot of fun. And he, John Carpenter, uh, narrated the whole thing. He was the narrator in the uh, in the morgue there. Uh, and uh, yeah, he definitely, that was the first time I'd get to see him really act. Yeah. So yeah, get, uh, pr- pretty good attempt at making a, you know, a John Carpenter looking kind of character. Cool. So who would you, uh, do you have anything you want to cover? Um, uh, I don't know. Ha- Trick or Treat is one of these super staple kind of movies that I would recommend. You could, you could easily play this and get away with it at like a Halloween party mm-hmm. or anytime you have friends over and they're not, they're like vaguely watching the movie. Um, this is a this is a no brainer. Yeah, a very easy Halloween themed movie to to watch. Yeah, there's a lot of fan. This has a real cult following, and I didn't realize this was never released in theaters. It was slated to be released in theaters, and then um, the studio pulled it because they didn't want it going up against Saw Four. Mm. And then they didn't release it in 2008, and then they just released it on DVD. It's an interesting move, and the callback there is, you know, the original Saw wasn't supposed to be released in theaters, and then, and then they then did. It was, yeah. Yeah, so kind of kind of interesting that yeah. Saw 4 shied these, this, this movie away from being released in theaters. I, I think this, I think Trick or Treat might, might be ripe for an, like a TV adaptation. Mm-hmm. Like a or a, like a Netflix serial mini series, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. mini series no, where you're right. They take each, I mean, each 
story and you know they could tell a 20 to 30 minute episode Mm -hmm. maybe 40 minute episode and link them all together still so because that's how i mean with streaming stuff that's you can like through watch and binge watch yeah Yeah. i mean it's it's a it's ripe for a franchise i think there's a number two yeah i thought so too and there's not oh really there's lots of talk and a lot of people want number two and i think it's written but Honestly, okay, not, it's not getting made. I want to know if the parents of those kids on the short bus mm. get their comeuppance for hiring the bus driver to murder them. Like, I want to know because it feels like in this movie, there's kind of like a some weird justice mm. that kind of happens. Right. And like, it, it feels like something should happen to those parents. I imagine they died of grief. Right. <laughs> um, the, the another thing I wanted to mention was the I p- liked Sam a lot more the little the little pumpkin dude with his yeah with bag, the bag on, on his, his head. head yeah I don't like it when they take the bag off I don't like the way he looks his little animatronic dumb looking pumpkin carved face yeah it would have been scarier if it was just like a kid Ooh. <laughs> like it was well just, it was played by a kid well obviously but I mean like. If it was just like a normal looking kid that had these supernatural powers and was mm. murderous. Right. Right. Well, it was actually played by the same kid that is the peeping Tom mm-hmm. on the girls getting dressed. Mm-hmm. Or it'd been super scary for Bryce if it had been a, a, a disabled young man or a woman. Right. 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 It's one of his biggest fears, right? It is. Does he talk to you about that? He has in the past, and I have, di- <laughs> I have dressed him down for that. And Why? Like, you he can't help what he's afraid of. You, I mean, you're you will not of- get it on you. I mean, I know that you rationally. Can't get cooties. I'm a I'm a rational being. Like I get it. I'm intelligent. I'm not going to catch retard. By them touching me, uh-huh. but still afraid of it. Still, okay. could, still could happen. You know how you're scared of of horror movies. Uh huh. There's no rational reason to be scared of them. That's true. They're not going to hurt me. Not going to hurt you. Just like the R words aren't going to hurt Bryce. Probably there's a higher chance of the R words hurting Bryce than there is of scary movies hurting you. That's true. They have that R word strength. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. I guess like the other bit, bit, of, bit of trivia. The characters on the the people on the bus were played by real uh, real R words, real mentally uh, handicapped people. Are you joking? That's what it said in trivia. Wow. Which I'm I'm not even mad. That's I great. really wish they would have gone harder into it. I I wish they would have been like why well, put a mask on them. <laughs> But also, like, have him talk more. Like, have it be more apparent. I like, didn't even realize how bad what I said. <laughs> I don't know how to audibly cringe as hard as I'm physically cringing right now. Yeah, good job. This okay. is this is why we're gonna do it. Came from social media next. Um, so, final recommendations. Who? Well, you already said put put her on yeah. at a party. Yeah, this is a great. Party. I think this is pretty accessible. I mean, it's PG thirteen. Um, I would not show this to kids. No, no, I wouldn't show it to kids. No, I mean thirteen, maybe twelve. I'd say like ten. Well, well, I would say ten. Aaron would say twenty-two. Twelve. I'd, I'd say probably twelve because the. I mean, 
who's murdering the kids? The teachers and the school bus driver. <laughs> I know. It's great. It's That makes it scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all in agreement. It's great. <laughs> it's horror movie top. Uh, As a former teacher, I would never murder any of my students. <laughs> I would. I just want to say to make it clear, <laughs> I would never murder my children. That's why you're a former teacher. <laughs> yeah, you didn't cut it. <laughs> you didn't have what it takes to murder kids. Uh-huh. Oh. I mean, that's how you control a classroom is is a legitimate fear, right? Like, where did where did Johnny go? Like, People say you just kind of give them a little eye, you're like mm, a wink, and you're like, "Yeah." All right, let's move on to it. Came from social media. We got a lot to talk about, and we oh, got to. Oh boy, we got to talk about it. Okay. I here we go. Yes, it came from social media to fill the world with terror, to bring you unforgettable suspense. <laughs> what was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth? So it came from social media is much different from uh, horror movie horrors. Very different. Very, very different. Can't express this enough. This one, we uh, read comments or DMs on our social media or reviews that we've gotten yeah all of the above actually yeah and i i have instagram pulled up here so we yeah. can do that as well so we have had the best month ever in the history of horror movie talk by double? many many fold yeah at by, least double by by the end of the month it will be <laughs> it will be a landslide month i'm so yeah. proud of you guys thank you and it's due to us releasing that bly manor after show which got us a ton of downloads and got us ranking really high on Apple Podcast Movie Review Podcart Podcarts. Um with that wider audience, we have unlocked um <laughs> a new segments of listeners. And I'm realizing this, I'm like, oh we should have called this it came from Karen. <laughs> that's that's not fair i don't want more bad reviews but they oh if they identify as karen oh, you can only be offended by the words that i just said if you know you're a karen true any any comment we read is not a karen Th- those are different people but you know you have to admit there is a little karen in everyone mm. oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. some yeah definitely um that's a good point thank you so with that wider audience, I realized like, okay, The Haunting of Bly Manor, it's on Netflix, it's super popular, and there's going to be like people that don't normally watch horror movies yeah. that really love that show. Oh, yeah. And are just it's wanting a, to- It's a fabulous them. drama. I mean, right. it's, it's a beautiful story just for anybody to watch. It's women-led. It's, it's a great show. We loved it. Is it um, scary? I'm a little bit. Uh, I would. I wouldn't call Not super that. Scary. You yeah, would actually would, like it. Yeah, I think, you. Would, I think I've you been nervous see it. to watch it because no, you it should seems watch it. Scary. Yeah, you'd have a good time with it. Hill House right. is more scary. It's very touching. Yeah, Hill House is more scary. Like it scared me, but Bly House, Bly Manor is <laughs> is um, yeah, it's more. I mean, you've seen Turn of the Screw like many times before. Um. So, turns out. A lot of this new audience isn't a huge fan of 
our humor or uh, oh, us uh, as a podcast? Yeah, just generally. Just generally. Yeah. Our professionalism or lack Not, thereof. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, even like down to calling us names. Like I've always been kind of cognizant that, yeah, we we um we aren't so politically correct. Get into it. The Get podcast, into it. Yeah. and I admit we tell some misogynistic jokes for the sake of jokedom. Um, now. What is misogyny to you? Because I'll tell you the actual definition. Okay, let's hear the the definition. The, the definition of misogyny is to be, uh, is to be, um, boy, I don't want to misuse, I don't want to use the wrong word here, but it's to be prejudiced, tremendously prejudiced against women. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's what misogyny means. Right. So go on. Um, I definitely think we, we, uh, tell some jokes that, are jokes that I would not tell to my grandma, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're in poor taste by design, but we usually call that out right. of like, yeah, that is in bad taste and we should feel bad about that, even though we're laughing at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I so have, I have two girls and a wife. I love women. <laughs> <laughs> that excuse always works. Everyone always receives well, that. Not only that, but my kind. favorite part of every movie is the part with the women. Right. right. <laughs> yes. Right. I. So basically, why I go to movies. So here uh, we, we've gonna got given enough um, advance. So yeah, let's here here it. are some of these our recent reviews in Apple Podcast. Um, we had three one star reviews in a row. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, in a row, they're, and they're all vaguely very similar to each yeah, other. Yeah, David, he's. I just read them. He's what under you... the conspiracy that these might be the same person, which I can't rule could, it out. Could be, but I don't think so. Okay. Here's the first one was on Wednesday by so soak 2000 S O C H 2000. Anyways, it says generally speaking, the listener is okay. So it's titled annoying and funny host that dot, dot, dot. I don't have the full title um it says generally speaking the listener is left waiting for the host to move on from their self-indulgent talk that only they think is interesting they desperately need a woman on the show aaron thank you for being here today thank you the so problem solved you're the, welcome the two guys apparently think they're really funny and get caught up in unfunny cracks and then laughing highly annoying cackling laughs i see no i don't disagree with any part of yeah, this all of this so all of this is ringing true very true at their unfunny cracks every now and then the hosts play a sample of a song that has some connection to the episode they're reviewing gets lame real fast <laughs> uh, again i have no qualms yes this yes. person is based right the listener is just waiting for them to move on the hosts then get caught up in debate in debating what years the show takes place and down to whether it's mid 80s or late 80s the nerve of of, <clears throat> of talking about the show that we're discussing I know. And trying to figure out when it happened jeez might have been mildly interesting if it took less than 30 seconds but it goes on for several minutes no one cares several minutes bryce yes. bryce it goes on for several minutes right finally several times in the episode i listened to one host tries to make a point this was me but then can't remember what exactly happened in the episode to properly back up his point <sighs> i've never 
The host doesn't seem embarrassed by this. Apparently doesn't realize that listeners are giving their show a try on the <laughs> assumption that the hosts are professional and semi-experts on the show. They've created a podcast episode to review. Just shut up with your point if you can't remember how to back it up. <laughs> that seems like a lot of just extreme. This person seems like they're angry at something. Well, it sounds like they downloaded the after pod ep- or after the show. no the after show episode mm. and were expecting one thing and got something else. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, that's probably fair to say, but but where's all this like like seething anger coming from? Like they talked about the year for minutes and then he forgot what he was going to say and he didn't seem embarrassed about it a little bit. And it's like, well, would you would it have been better pod if I had been embarrassed? That I mean, yes, there's a point to be made of we don't edit right as much as we probably should. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Like we. You know how long it takes to edit? Look, <laughs> nobody look, nobody hates me more than me. We don't pay. You can't do it. We don't. Yeah, exactly. Nobody, Thank you. Nobody hates Thank me more you. than me. No, you, you're only confirming every self-hatred and self-doubt I have. So, I mean, it only is taking away my confidence. It's not. That's not really there. Right. So, anyways, yeah. So, yes, you did not get. Well, I don't know if it was a she. It could have been a he. Um, <laughs> got what they wanted. Um, that was pretty misogynistic. I know. Um, no, it was biased. I mean, it did sound... Pr- well said, Aaron. I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to stop. But- <laughs> <laughs> Just stop digging. Okay. Um, second review from Spud Lover XXX, which you'd think would be pretty, you know... Anyways. Um, titled Yikes. One star. Your run-of-the-mill misogyny shrugged off as jokes on a podcast. Why is every mention of a lesbian couple on Bly Manor followed by a discussion about gagging on dicks? <laughs> a crackhead joke about a black character? There's that cackling laugh. Really? <laughs> the soundboard gags get old quick. You're right. These are the same points. Gain no insight or even a chuckle from the four to five episodes I listened to. Just another podcast from two boring white dudes that no one needs to hear from. I'm sure they think they're really funny. This is a compliment was sufficient, Lewis. <laughs> this one I find really interesting. If you don't shut your fucking mouth, I will kill you. She didn't like the drops? This one I, I found really interesting, mostly because they said... I gained no insight or even a chuckle from four to five episodes. That's half of the after show. Yeah. Well, it sounds that's, like they gave a real shot and they just didn't like it. That's too- Not just didn't like it. <laughs> fucking hated it. Yeah. Like, they spent their time, like, boiling over in anger. Just being like, these fucking assholes. And you know what really happened? They enjoyed four to five episodes. And then we said we hit that trigger word somewhere in the fifth or sixth episode. And then they just... They yeah, because when, when is it revealed that they're lesbians? That's pretty far into it, isn't yeah, it? It's, yeah, it's like the third or fourth episode, I think. I don't know. We don't remember episodes. No, like, it's, <laughs> well, I'm should, not even embarrassed. We really should have... <laughs> not even embarrassed by it. It is. Okay, the, the, the mention that why is every mention of lesbian couple and blind manner followed by a discussion about gagging on dicks? Sabrina, don't just stare at it. Eat it. <laughs> That's not fair. Just because we talk about gagging on dicks all the time, I, look, there's like, not there's nothing I love more than gagging. It on has dick. no relation to the lesbian couple. It just so happens that we talk about gagging on dicks a lot. I love gagging on dicks. It's just you hear my voice. What do you think? 
What do you think happened last night? All right. So the, <laughs> the, I remember one, like the circumstances in which, in which we brought up gagging on dicks. Mm. We did, I don't think we said gagging on dicks. We made the sound of gagging on dicks. And it was in reference to the intimacy of brushing pinkies together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is really super. How did a nitwit like you get so tasteful? Which, that was like, if there was anything that had a relationship to gagging on dicks, it was... The pinky brush. The pinky brush or the, the fingers touching. This bit is really cathartic. I'm enjoying it. I know. This is great. The crackhead joke about the black character really... Okay. That's on you. That's on me. Yeah. I even said, like... I can't remember how I addressed it, but I admitted that this is problematic. But, come on. The character, no matter what race they were, fell down a well and cracked their head. Cracked their head. head. Crack head. I well, mean, look, it's just... And, and I'm look, just trying to make comedy and, and here, look, folks. If, and look, if you're, um, if you're assuming that we're white males, um, you got another thing coming. So your point about racism... Hmm. Guess who's a racist now? Because I identify as a as a female. So what now? I, I just this got is done. News to me, I gag on dicks every night. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the people that reached out to us on social media, which I can completely commend. Like we can respond mm-hmm. to yes. your concerns and own up to them. We'll, we'll read the, those next, but this yeah. is the last one-star review on Friday. Just- but, I mean, I, I would also like to point out, like, we've got, like, a very small handful of one-star reviews, and they just hurt so bad because we care so much about yeah. that kind of stuff. But we have, like, well over 230 or 40 mm. five-star reviews. Right. Like, it's- it, it hurts. It hurts my feelings, and I feel... Um, I'll, I will own up to... Some of it. Aaron, how much of this, like, what is your take on all of this? How much of this do you think we deserve? How much of these one-star reviews? Because it hurts my heart. Uh, well, okay. <clears throat> to be completely honest, mm. I don't listen to every single episode, mm. so... Neither does my wife or family. <laughs> it's hard to say that there's a pattern, because I don't... I'm not a super fan that listens to everyone. However... You know me and David, though, right? Oh, yeah, I know you guys. I assume that the people that are giving the one-star reviews based off the haunting of Bly Manor. Mm, Sure. um, Or whatever it is. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Okay. And, like, I assume that they are coming in cold to your style and sense of humor and, um, you know, the people that stick around. Quotation marks around sense of humor. (laughs) The, The people that stick around like for that have been with listening to the podcast for years or the people that are new that started at the beginning and listen to like nearly every podcast, like those people get it. They get your humor. They like your style. They like your personalities and the people that are coming in cold. I think honestly, I think they just are expecting something and then they listen to you guys and they don't get what they're expecting Mm -hmm. to get. Right. Which is probably honestly like, the kind of like YouTube reviews and I mean, there's podcasts, plenty of there's, like general audience like horror movie reviews. Yeah, that I mean, like, feature a man and a woman. Oh yeah, but yeah. there's I mean, there's like it's all like 
kind of copied and prepackaged off of like the entertainment Hollywood and yeah. entertainment tonight stuff. Like that's, it's all kind of, um, like surface level. Filtered. And, and I'm really get, liking this analysis. They by get the way. their like, uh, points, their talking points from like a team of writers and, like so, people that try to copy they're real professional that. and polished, and they do right. a real good job. They don't forget the plot of the show that they're reviewing. <laughs> no, no, keep going. It, so, like amateur podcasters that kind of model their podcasts off of that, I assume they're like trying to be like Access Hollywood, or yeah. they're trying to be like you know appeal to a broad audience yeah. and speak fast and cut out all the mm-hmm. filler and like just kind of hit have a bunch of hits right after one, right after another right. beat points. Right. And like you guys have consistently since the beginning had super long episodes where you guys just talk forever and they're really long. <laughs> and I mean, I know and love you both and I hear you guys talk all the time. So the idea of sitting down and listening to more talking from you guys is, is exhausting. It's exhausting. And so I do listen to an occasional episode but it's not okay it's okay so here's here's my opinion about the the negative reviews they're wanting something else and they listen to you guys and then they get uh latched on to something negative that you've said or something that um they don't like and then they feel strongly about going to the apple podcast reviews and giving you a negative review because something has affected them badly people that are reaching out on social media like to to have a dialogue mm-hmm. with you, I think they, I think they're probably nice people that want to like find out what's going on, and like it's it's not for everyone. I mean, like I don't like walnuts, so uh-huh. like if someone puts walnuts in brownies or in cookies, I will not eat those brownies or cookies. Speaking of nuts, if you go to manscaped.com, <laughs> use code HMT at checkout for 20% off your order and free shipping. Um, that is really super. How to nitwit like you get so tasty. But I, w- I would like to hear what the what the other social media stuff says. Wait, wait, wait. We got one more one-star review because okay. I, I, I'm not done fl- self-flagellating. Um, this is from someone. The title is pretty bad. One star. Hosts are constantly going off on boring personal tangents or spending time on insignificant details of the show or movie. They struggle to actually remember the plot. Um, which is interesting. That's like kind of like, so we, we struggle tr- to rem- remember we, the plot, but we're very, very, we spend time on s- insignificant detail. Mm. Which is it? Yeah, which would you prefer? Like, do would they want prefer... like an actual rundown of the plot of the show? Because I think we did okay, that. Look, a here's bit. the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. You can you can go to the profiles of any of these. This is the most satisfying part of anybody who I reviews. couldn't see how to do that. How did you do that? Oh, you just click their name. Um, but uh, well, it it may work better on on my app on Windows. So oh, okay. I, I use the podcast app on Windows to to view these things. But anyway, the most satisfying thing about any review service like Yelp or Google or Apple Podcasts is you go, huh. This person gave a one-star review. I wonder what they think of other stuff. And then you just see this laundry list of one-star reviews. They're just a dissatisfied, unhappy person. And it's like, huh, well, you didn't pay anything to get the podcast. Uh, it was free to Hey, you. I listened to four or five po- podcast episodes, and you wasted my time. And I held a gun to their head the whole time to make sure they listened. It's like, okay, well, it just seems like a lot of effort to... Anyway, the point is... 
thank you for the bad mm-hmm. review. We'll try and do better. Um, okay. And I'm sorry that, you're, that your life sucks. I, okay. Now I want to talk seriously about how I take this. Mm. Like, I know I'm like making a being salty and having like a you know pushing back against this the reality of how i take this is it does bother me that we bother people and i don't mean to do that it does bother me that we're not um palatable to a larger general audience because i would like to be um part of that is just our personality and our our humor i, I don't know yeah, how to fix that. You can't, you can't please everyone. Um, but I look at our, our metrics and it's like, yes, our listenership is 66% men, 33% women. And if you compare that to the demographics of horror in general, it's usually more split. And even a little, I think it's like 51% women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much more weighted on the paranormal side and less on the slasher side, as one can imagine. Um but I think that's like that's actually the movies that we like too more. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I feel like yeah, we're leaving some women on the table by offending them or saying things that are not welcoming to them. Um. And really, this or it could just be that we're dudes. You know, maybe maybe ladies don't want to listen to. Two yeah. Dudes. I mean, the, no, the points. That's, that's the, not it. It could be that though. I mean, there are some people for whom that that makes a difference. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't think in general that's. That's necessarily true. Because, I mean, I sometimes listen to... Well, there's a wide variety of reasons that it, it could be. But, right. I mean, right. But, I mean, whether the host is male or female doesn't necessarily weigh on my decision. Sure. To yeah, it, to it doesn't necessarily weigh on my decision either. But a lot of the... a lot of One of the things that a lot of the one-star reviews that we tend to get have in common is they sure could use a woman on, a woman on the show. And um, I don't disagree. Sure. Um, but... In in any event, I mean that's that's one reason that that someone might not. Yeah, we got to get like a. Never mind. Um, <laughs> goes, see, I'm editing myself. A real now. dime. Yeah, a real, a real intelligent female voice. Um, so this is actually um. the the most impactful. Um, conversation we had on social media, and this is like what made me think most about it because this woman is very intelligent. Were we allowed? Or did she allow us to share this? Um, I won't say her name. Okay. Um, because she she mentions we invited her on the show, and she said she couldn't come on because her her job made it not really a good idea for her mm-hmm. to do that. Um. Anyway, she says on Instagram, Hi, I found your pod and and binged three episodes in a row. Love your horror commentary and so excited to see you covered Bly Manor. You guys eloquently identified the central terror of that show as a parent, which is to leave our kids alone. One question, is it part of the brand to make a lot of pussy and cum jokes? It's super uncomfortable as a female listener. I'd love to go back and listen to old episodes, but I'm wondering if it will just be more of the same. And this puts us in a unique situation because the answer is, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean. Sorry. Yeah. And she even brings up horror porno. You got it. Look, you can't. You got to joke about what you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Pussy and cum. So she mentions. She mentions. um, I can't make jokes that aren't about those. I don't know stuff. 
she says horror like a t- a lot of things is tough for women because it has a long history of combining sex and violence in an exploitative way now which now, you have a comment about i have a comment about that specific sentence can you yes. read that sentence one more time horror like a lot of things is tough for women it's tough be- for a woman okay because it has a long history of combining sex and violence in an exploitative way that's what's horrible about it that's why it's horror it's exploitative it's taboo it's violent and it's sexual what can you think of that's scarier than that of course that to say it's difficult for a woman that to me is kind of hamstringing yourself as a woman. Like I can't handle things that are sexual and violent. It's mm. like well, I don't well, think that's I what think she's saying. The scary part of yeah, horror. I don't I think, think that's what she's saying. There is a what point. Saying, there is maybe, a point maybe at which Aaron like, can shed light on what I'm missing. Okay, Aaron, so, you, you tell us. So, what she's saying is what's difficult for women is not that it's scary or violent. I mean, for me personally, it's because it's scary and violent, but because it's the perspective on it that the film gives. So, like, you know, the the scandal recently about the Netflix film Cuties. Cuties? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that one, there's like the whole argument between kind of two ideas of is this glorifying what the subject is about and or is it just like using it to um elicit a discomfort a discomforting feeling right um and i (laughs) honestly like a lot of horror definitely is a lot more from a male perspective of how can we get as many boobs in this film as possible mm-hmm. um whether or not those that like serves the story or serves to um add to the atmosphere or the fear of the story like let's just put as many boobs yeah. in as possible i mean there's there's definitely a there, <laughs> so there's so definitely like, a motivation for for uh, a certain segment of the horror genre and horror films to exploit the sexual attraction of the female characters and you know because they just want to get more dicks in seats okay so yes but like the what she's saying is difficult about it is that it's it's obvious Mm. like it's and then it's obvious that like if you're a like a i guess a straight cis female Mm -hmm. like that is attracted to men and is not interested in seeing gratuitous female nudity like it's it's very obvious that like when you see gratuitous stuff like that this movie is not for you um thank you for buying this ticket but we're making this movie for someone else mm-hmm. yeah and then and you kind of have to force yourself to get around that and think, okay, well, maybe I can still like this movie, even though it's got this stuff that I, get I know is obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. not targeted at me. This is a good point. And it's definitely a good point. Because it makes me think, it makes me go down such a fucking rabbit hole. That because I Because my immediate reaction is to go... I wish I saw more dicks in movies. Uh-huh. Literally. Right. Literally. I, that's part of the reason why I thought Possessor Uncut was so good. Uh-huh. It was like, 
Well, here's a here's a movie that's not afraid to show everything. I mean, and even though women have dicks on that one. <laughs> and <laughs> like, seriously, I was like, fine. Like a, a movie that's not afraid to just to get as crazy as you can possibly get, which apparently crazy is showing dicks. Right. Um, but uh, but anyway. But I mean, everyone I, but, can agree that so, it's more disturbing. So in that in that regard, I was like, well, I don't have a problem with seeing like if the, if I saw a movie that was all about showing dicks, I'd be like, mm-hmm. in fact, I intentionally watch those movies pretty frequently. I watch porn a decent amount, <laughs> and uh, and in any in any event, then I have to go. But wait, what she's talking? But this is coming from a female perspective, which mm-hmm. is a way mm-hmm. different perspective yeah. than mine. Women are not clamoring to see more dicks. That's no. not what it's about. No. They don't really want to see dicks. It's not a one-to-one it's, relationship. It's weird that I want to see more dicks <laughs> yes. than women do. But then again, I do like choking on them. So. Yeah, so it's not like a one-to-one like ratio of like boobs to mm-hmm. dicks. It's mm-hmm. it's It's just very obvious it's to women evil- when it's not intended for you yeah i mean it's like when i mean david did you go see emma when it came out i don't even know what that is (laughs) when's the last time you watched pride and prejudice but i don't i mean i don't get upset about it no but if your wife like asked you to watch that you'd be like oh it's totally not made for you at all yeah but it doesn't make me upset but well, you'd be upset if you're forced to watch it, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, I guess. if you, I mean, if your wife started a podcast mm-hmm. about it's a big F about period dramas mm-hmm. and was constantly asking you to watch them with her because she had to watch them for the podcast, and it was like every single week another horror movie needed mm. to be watched, and she'd be saying, come watch this with me, it's really fun, and I think, think about you're going to like it. I think maybe in the long term... Not I'm kind I'm, and respectful to my wife, because I love her very much, and because I love women. So, yeah, I'd probably do that. So, um, I think over time, if you were to watch like a ton of these movies, you would be bothered by the fact that like the male perspective is not represented in it I at think all you're assuming a lot about me no i think uh, it's it's natural for people to be like i'm this is i'm rolling my eyes because it's giving like the women's perspective on men sure and it, they're wrong i don't mean to hamstring this uh because what what she goes on to say is, right, right. is i i i actually respect this um, right this person quite so a bit. she she says it irks me when podcasts double down on this commentary with this gross commentary like sponsored by titties uh the bit that opens the lodge episode i kept listening loved the discussion of the movie and then got to the end only to have to turn it off when the porno or horror segment no offense but that stuff sucks it makes female listeners feel unwelcome so that one so yes the (laughs) i i accept that horror is a lot of the times exploitational to women like it's not i don't look at like slashers and say like oh yes this movie which is transparently an attempt to show as many tits as possible while murdering the same young women that those tits are attached to Mm. like and that's enjoyable like there's something there like that's not nothing that's not just like oh it's titillating and or that's horrible it's like no that's still like kind of tapping into a dark part of what a certain audience wants. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's, it is disturbing. 
It's on disturbing a, that that audi- no, audience exists. On a meta level. Right. It's not just disturbing because of what it is. It's also disturbing that it's like... This is what thing. passes for entertainment. Yeah, and like Siskel and Ebert hated slashers for this reason, because yeah. it was literally just like, it's just a bunch of teenagers getting murdered. That's all it is. And for a certain segment, people love that shit. I don't like slashers, because there's, yeah, there's nothing really there yeah, for me. Yeah, me neither. Um, so I understand the exploitation. Like, <laughs> if she didn't listen to the horror porno segment... um. I totally get it why you turn it off, but I think what we do with that is kind of... It's a joke in and of itself. It's a joke in and of itself. Yeah. Like, Aaron, what do you think? You were on the first one. Oh, geez. Like, part of it is it's supposed to be uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And it's supposed to be funny in how over the top these clips right. are. I mean, it's not. it inherently won't be for everyone, but what, how, was it, how did it strike you? It was, I thought it was funny. It made me uncomfortable. But I didn't feel targeted. Right. I felt uncomfortable, too. Mm. Did you feel uncomfortable? Not even remotely. Okay. <laughs> All right. So anyways. I the- was so excited. <laughs> I I really, really appreciated the conversation we yeah. had with this with this woman. She's very intelligent, um, was fair. Um, I think we, you know, admitted that, you know, this podcast is not for everyone. And... I wish that she would keep listening, but I totally understand if she doesn't. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's the part that's hard. That's like, I really like this person and I would like them to like the podcast, but I admit that maybe they won't, you know? Look, I am, um, yeah. I mean, you can't be everything to everyone. I think it's, it's the bottom line takeaway. I'd like to add something to it came from social media. I want to congratulate. Bugsy Siegel, oh, yeah. uh, who, if you continue listening to the end of the show, assuming anybody made it to the end of the show, um, Bugsy made a, made a rap song about, about horror movie talk and we play it as our outro now, but he has, you know, he's, he's a rapper and he's, has created a, a lot of rap songs. And last night he actually got, he, they played his song at Monster Jam mm-hmm. in, Co- in Cowboys Stadium. For those of you who don't know, not only is Bugsy a huge horror movie buff, but he's also a monster truck fan, and he made a song specifically about Monster Jam, and he like, talks about Grave Digger and all this shit. And uh, I don't know anything about Monster Jam. What we should really be talking about is a little bit less about, um, you know, women and whether or not we're, like, catering to their uh, specific uh, needs and, and more about the monster truck segment that we're definitely missing out on. I don't think we have a lot of monster truck fans. <laughs> right. But in any event, if you are a monster truck fan, you can catch Bugsy's, one of his other songs, being played apparently at monster truck events. Yeah, at monster. It was it was his design to have that happen. Right. He wanted it to be played at there Monster Jam and have it be a thing, and then they asked him, and so congratulations, Bugsy! Hooray! That's so awesome. All yeah. right, one more woman that hates us. Um, also <laughs> on Instagram, um, we did get permission to talk about her um, on Instagram. She's coolest chick from the grave. Yay! I love this girl. Um, starts out with you know she's not a follower, so it, it was like a request to send. Should we read this back and forth? Like you be you? Yes, I'll yes, be. I'll be. I'll be her. Okay, let me get my phone. You be. You us be you? Okay. you be <laughs> i'm me <laughs> don't jerk don't me around jerk me around okay so this was on instagram you say mm-hmm. so i gotta pull up instagram here oh actually maybe i have it here so i just want to set the scene that like 
we get a notification if someone wants to send us a message and if we want to receive it to like respond to it, we could just say no or delete it or ignore it. But we do get to read the message before we accept it. Right. And um, the message, which is the opener. This is this is tough for me to find. I apparently have to do it strictly on my phone here. Um, the opener for this is <laughs> you guys eat duck at horror podcasts. Oh, <laughs> I just tried your horror podcast in quotation marks, and you guys have no clue what makes the horror genre great. Oh, wow. Go on. Go on. <laughs> All you guys do is make fun of horror greats that make that many horror geeks like myself loves. That's fucked. Oh, Halloween three is amazing, by the way. So you're saying you like Halloween? No, I love Halloween. I'm a diehard Halloween fan. We have learned that by not giving Halloween a 10 out of 10, we have alienated a section of fanatics, and they certainly let us know. I've loved Halloween since I was six. Wow. Well, we gave Halloween, Halloween 2, and Halloween 2018 very favorable scores. We liked Halloween. We, we just don't love it. And, you know... Taste is subjective, even in the horror genre. Not You Hate Halloween 3, my favorite out of the Halloween franchise, by the way. David gave it a decent score. I hated it. You shit it on and made fun of Halloween 3 the whole podcast. He made fun of it was while. <laughs> there are many diehard Halloween fans that hate Season of the Season of the Witch. Not true. Maybe you can help us by under maybe you can help us to understand some of the more confusing parts of Halloween three. I'm cool with that. Sorry I was a bitch. I'm bipolar and passionate about horror. One of the reasons I love Halloween three so much is that I was born in the same year, nineteen eighty two. Good reason. Another reason <laughs> is because it's fun, okay? Not the greatest horror movie, but but every cool in my book. What was the deal with the robots? Another reason I enjoy Halloween 3, so, is because I love trick-or-treating, and the movie is mostly about trick-or-treating. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure what the deal with the robots. I look at this movie as so bad it's good. David agrees with that. It was fun, mostly. Sorry about being a bitch. I'll give you guys another try, and I think we should leave off at that. Yes. This, listen, I, uh, there, I the, went on to have a long conversation with, uh, uh, what's her handle? I have to. Coolest chick from the grave. Yeah, coolest chick from the grave on Instagram. She's a total sweetheart, and I love her to death. And um, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry that I didn't respond uh, very much at following our very long conversation that night. Uh, I was kind of tied up in a my mother-in-law's funeral and grieving and all that kind of thing. And um, it's been a rough week uh, for me. But I will say that I almost instantly could tell that we were going to be friends. And that's why I... Uh, we kept that conversation going because it. I knew I knew you were the kind of person who you turned out to be. Right. I, a couple points that I wanted to make of this because it's confusing to me <laughs> that she's the diehard Halloween fan. She's the sweetest. She's she's great. I I love her too. And then she says that we hated Halloween three. My favorite out of the Halloween franchise. By the way, don't try and pick this apart, Bryce. First of all. 
This is why we're movie reviewers. By Halloween the way. three <laughs> is a total non sequitur for the rest of the Halloween franchise. Halloween equals Michael Myers for the entire franchise except for season of the witch. Right. So if you're saying the one that's your favorite is unlike every other Halloween movie, are you really a fan of the franchise? How how dare you question her and her taste um, and her love of Halloween? I don't doubt it. But it then she a, also says, good question, she also says it's so bad it's good, which is problematic because it's like, hmm, is it your favorite because it's bad? I mean, I guess that's acceptable. This and but but it's it's shocking how fast anyone right. if pressed if you know because Magnus is a huge fan. Magnus, our super fan from Sweden, is a huge fan of Halloween three season of the witch as well. And I would I would wager that all I have to do to anyone who says that Halloween three is a great movie, keeping in mind I liked Halloween three season of the witch, but all I'd have to do to get you to fold is start asking you a few questions. <laughs> Just a few basic, simple questions. What's the deal with the Irish people? Why is it Silver Shamrock? What's happening with the laser? What happened? Why the bugs come out of the guy's head? Why does he want to kill his entire market? What? Why? Uh, yeah. What? What's the deal with the Stonehenge? Hmm. How'd they get that there? Hmm. Why is it in California? Why not in Ireland? Hmm. Wouldn't this whole thing make a lot more sense if it was in Ireland? Huh. How dare you, first I, of all. I just, I just, basic questions is all you got to start asking people and they'll So anyways, like it, a- it just felt like it was, I was getting whiplash between like, it's my favorite and uh, it's also bad and also you guys, I, you guys are great and also you're the worst suck dick and, uh, you know, I was like, I was getting jerked around, getting jerked around between like two opposite ends of a spectrum. Hey, we got some patrons. We that. got some patrons to thank. Stay tuned for that. I'm going to get get them all. Yeah. We got a new uh, one while we were talking. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, so that's those are the major ones I wanted to talk about. Mostly like the bad reviews cuz you know, honestly, secretly we love them the most cuz it any five-star review we get makes us smile and we're like, yeah, that's validating, but also we don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, no. Every single good review, it's uh it's a flash in the pan. It's like, oh that's nice. I yeah. bet they don't mean it. Like, oh <laughs> That's like not accepting compliments that are Exactly. It's not a choice. It's, it's not this is how I identify. <laughs> yeah. Um so by the way, uh the ones that I do believe are our patrons uh because they put their money where their mouth is and they they you know help support the show keep the lights on over here and uh and you know like I said before this is a free show and we do it to you know to try and entertain and whether or not we achieve that goal is obviously questionable but in any event um our new patrons that I have to thank are Rojo from the Da Bronx, who I love. He calls into our show fairly frequently. Also, Jeremy D, Brendan C, and Mike R. Thank you guys, all of you, for coming out and supporting the show with our, with, you know, on our Patreon. And, you know, they have, now they have access to varying degrees mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, perks. We did get some good reviews on the Bly Manor after show, too. Yeah, we got a bunch. More than bad reviews. So, I, you know, we 
accepted. We we want to understand, and sometimes we're befuddled by the hate, but some of it we understand. Yeah, it's so, not hard to kick a dog when he's down, and we're yeah. always down. So. <laughs> it's it's the way of America. We are the underdogs. Like we weren't. We're just like the little horror like, movie podcast that could, and I then like, all of a sudden we get to number seven on the charts, and it's like fuck these guys. I liked your Britney Spears analogy, comparing us to Britney Spears. Uh huh. So we're the Britney Spears. I can see it. Yeah. Oh, that's in a, that's in an <laughs> upcoming episode that you guys will certainly enjoy. Okay, um, let's move on to our final bit. This is a new bit. Since we we want to adjust and be a little more mm. sensitive mm. to the woman's perspective and understanding and be a little bit of a more kinder, gentler podcast, I've I've asked Aaron to come on and, and present a new game. I Thank you so much for working on a new game for us, Aaron. Yeah, that we a- call Sense and Stabability. Sense and Stabability. And I'll let Aaron... Describe the premise. Okay. All right. You guys ready to play Sense and Stabability? So describe to us how we're, yeah. Okay. So um, I am not particularly fond of um, porno. (laughs) Horror or porno? Um, Or porno in general. One of our best. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. I mean, I love you guys, but man, I just don't like playing that game. So I made up my own game. Cool. With with Bryce's help, so you pulled some your guidance. own porno clips, like the porn that you like. This, no, this is. Is it like uh, uh, like real raunchy? Like or sense and stabability. So they're stabbing them with their dick, right? Mm. No, oh. no, a more is... softcore stuff. Maybe like show don't tell or like tell don't show kind of. Like the softest you can imagine. So that what I've done is I've pulled clips An from erotic reading. <laughs> <laughs> I've <laughs> I've pulled clips from. Horror movies, mm. and I've pulled clips from movies that I like. Okay, and and there, if there was a Venn diagram, it would be two circles separated very far from each other. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so what I've I've done is I've I have these clips, and what you are going to do is listen to the clips, and you have the ability to get two points. Mm. One point for telling whether it is a horror movie. Or, or an Aaron or movie. Or an Aaron movie. And the other point is if you can tell which movie it is. Cool. Mm. And I will be keeping score. Could we get a third point by saying which character it is? No. Okay. Have you been have you been snooping in her I files? Have not. She she did this all by herself. Mm. She pulled all the clips herself. That that question knowing you, it makes me there might be one that I, I think know. there's one that he might yeah. know. Hmm. It's interesting that you even know that that much. Okay, let's begin with sense and stability. Okay, I'm going to start with an easy one. Okay. Get us warmed up to it. Stay away from me. Why? I just want to go back to my room. Why? I'm very confused. Can I go? Go, yeah, David. I know both of them. This is uh, this is definitely a horror movie. This is Shelley Duvall's character in The Shining. Mm. Yep, I concur. Okay, both of you. Yes, that is correct. Three <laughs> points. 
No, two points. No, okay. He said, oh, wait, no. No, 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 no. two points. Okay, so good. Two points each. Mm. All right. right. Here is the next one. (laughs) Nobody's home. <laughs> you go first. This time. No, you go first. <laughs> uh, um, I'm gonna say that's an Aaron movie. Okay, that's my guess. All right, she's drowned. Okay, huh? Um, I. It seems like an Anna Green Gables sort of scenario. Uh, but I, I, cu- I couldn't, couldn't say for sure. I know that's not a movie. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Hey, Bryce, what do you think? I agree. I'm shocked that you know Anne of Green Gables. Is it Anne of Green it's Gables? It's totally Anne of Green Gables. Holy I don't know if it's sh- Anne of Green Gables or one of the other movies, but it's from the series. Is it really? It absolutely is. Yes. Wow. Very good. I thought I was going to dominate this game and I'm shook. <laughs> Yeah, that's the scene where um, wow. they're, they're playing, uh, they recite the poem yeah. Lady of Shalott, and she's in the boat that has holes in the bottom, I, and yeah, she I nearly drowns. This. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I watched that several and times. the girls freak out. Very good. Okay, <laughs> now we're going to go to, num- the, the I score is now four to the, four. Uh, the Blackberry uh, current Ugh. part where she gets drunk on the... <sighs> You mean Raspberry Cordial? Damn. Come on. Damn. Blackberry Currents. Right, this fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. You go first on this one. The Pickety Witch. This is... This one's hard. (laughs) Pickety Witch. Hmm. Pickety Witch. I have... Because it could be like... I mean, it, it definitely sounds like a period movie. Um... Are you saying that this is an Aaron movie, not a horror movie? No, I was saying that someone that w- has a period would like it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> it's got the violins. Uh, it could be like a Jane Austen thing, but it also could be like a flashback to like of um, like Hocus Pocus or something. I'm going to say it's oh. a it's an Aaron movie. And I have no idea what it's from. Okay, that that okay. Okay, uh, I'm obviously going to say also agree that it is an Aaron movie. So far, we're tied. I think we have four mm-hmm. points each. Um, you know, I know it's not, but I just couldn't get I, just because I don't have a better guess. I'm gonna say this is Titanic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So that's... Because they have lots of little jiggy sort of uh-huh, know, tunes uh-huh. they play down in the lower decks there. Right. Okay. So your guess is Aaron movie, you don't know which movie, and David, you think it's Titanic. Yeah. That is a big goose egg for both of you. Oh. 
This is from Sleepy Hollow. Oh my god! Oh. I, thought, I thought it sounded like Johnny Depp. I was like, that fucking. He's all right. I was like, well, that sounds like Johnny Damn, fucking Depp. I got right him. There. Damn. <laughs> I I that that crossed my mind. I'm not gonna lie to you. I did think Sleepy Hollow for a minute. Okay. All right. Next one. Wow. All right. Okay. Failed that one. Clip number four. What a superbly featured room and what excellent boiled potatoes. Many years since I've had such an exemplary vegetable. To which of my fair cousins should I compliment the excellence of the cooking? Mr. Collins, we are perfectly able to keep a cook. Excellent. I'm very pleased the estate can afford such a living. Wouldn't it be weird to live in a time where... Your biggest concern is like being able to keep a cook. Yeah, hey asshole. <laughs> Man, the things I miss out by only watching horror movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so David, you go first. I went first on the first two. I think Bryce should have to Okay, go Bryce, you go first. Okay, I'm I think I mean this is definitely a period piece. It's definitely an Aaron movie. Uh, feels like a Regency thing. I'm going to say Pride and Prejudice. Okay. I will mirror him. For, I, I'm, I was thinking it was sounded like Pride and Prejudice or like Jane Eyre or something like okay. that. Okay. Um, I'm going to add a... Yes, you are correct. Both of you. I'm going to add an extra bonus point on this one. Can you tell me which version of Pride and Prejudice it is? <laughs> What? <laughs> this is for a bonus point. Since you both got two points on I, that one. I could not. I definitely I this, give that to Bryce. This is the... Uh, what's it? Kira Knightley. Yes, correct. This the is- Kira Knightley version? Is that the official version? <laughs> there are Depends multiple. Depends on who you ask, David. <laughs> I mean, the, ni- the 90s... Bryce striking out. Miniseries is striking a ahead one here. for a lot of people. Okay, so here's clip number five. I can't believe that Bryce <laughs> prefers Van Patten's card to mine. <laughs> that wasn't clip number five. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. <laughs> Sorry. I just can't believe Bryce. That was a Bryce. drop. All right, here's clip number five. Come Bid me do anything for thee. Kill Claudio. For the wide world. Wow. Oh, man. Boy. Not for the wide world. Can I get that one more time? Can we play that again? Sure thing. Come. Bid me do anything for thee. Kill Claudio. This is tough. Um, I feel like this. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get roasted for this. But is this the Princess Bride? Is that Carrie Elwa's voice? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say it's Princess Princess Bride, and this is a Aaron movie. Obviously not a horror, okay. horror movie, but maybe I don't know. It's a horror. It's an Aaron movie. Okay. 
My first instinct was it's it's a Shakespeare movie. But now that I'm thinking of the dialogue, it doesn't it's not Shakespearean enough. My first my first uh, instinct was um was it Midsummer's? No, not Midsummer. Is it the one with Keanu Reeves in it? I'm not going to help you. You have to answer. Uh, much Ado About Nothing. That's the one I thought. I'm just going to say that. You're going to say I'm that right. one? Yeah. Well, Bryce, you're right. Yes! Wow. <laughs> it's Much Ado About Nothing? Yeah, it's Much Ado About Nothing. And that was um, Kenneth Branagh. I've, I've mm. never seen that. I don't know anything about that. Okay. So, well, yeah. So did it is Bryce, Shakespearean. Did Bryce Absolutely. win? Is that the no? Whole that's game? no. They're they're at. He's ahead by one point. Okay. No. He's got two points. Oh yeah, two. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. He's ahead by two points. Nice try. So there. he is at nine, and you are at seven. At seven. Yeah. Okay. Here's clip number six. We could do clip number seven too. Okay. Okay. Let's do clip number six. What happened to him, Mrs. Daly? He was playing at the beach with his friends and they said the tide must have caught them off guard. You've seen her, haven't you? She was there this morning in the fire. She's always there. You mustn't blame yourself. Blame myself? For what? For not listening to the others, for not staying away from the house. I don't understand. Oof. Hmm. I think it's your turn to go first. Play it again. Wow. That whole really? Thing? Yeah. What's your guess before I play it again? Your unofficial I think guess. It, uh... Wow, this would be like a... Hard one. The one that I'm thinking of, it would be hard to say whether it's horror or your movie. Play, play it again. What happened to him, Mrs. Daly? He was playing at the beach with his friends, and they said the tide must have caught them off guard. You've seen her, haven't you? She was there this morning in the fire. She's always there. You mustn't blame yourself. Blame myself? For what? For not listening to the others, for not staying away from the house. I don't understand. (sighs) Wow. Um... Do it. I'm being thrown by something because I feel like I know that that's Daniel Radcliffe's voice. But I can't. So I'd think it would be one of the Harry Potter movies, but I've seen all of them. Uh, You fell asleep in most of them. I'm going to say. (laughs) I'm thinking of like a spooky house and someone dying by drowning. I can imagine a spooky house in it. I I'm gonna say it's a Harry Potter movie. That's one of your movies. Which one? 
Do I have to say? Yeah. There's seven different movies. Uh, There's eight. Eight different, different movies. movies. The Deathly Hallows. Okay, that's Part Bryce's one or guess. two. <laughs> <laughs> one. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm going to say this is a horror. And I'm going to say... So you said it was a Aaron movie? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's a horror. And this is obviously The Haunting of Bly Manor, episode one. Uh, Lady of the Lake. They're talking about the Lady of the Lake. Well, David is right that it is a horror movie. Yee. But it's The Woman in Black. The starring in black, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Damn, dude. You did a good job. Damn, I forgot about that. You movie. did it. The best bad job I've ever seen. Okay, so... So, so Bryce gets nothing. I get nothing. And, and I get gets one. one. He yeah. gets one. Okay, so I think we should do the tiebreaker because... Because I did give that bonus point in the middle... Just for yeah, knowing which Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, okay, that's not fair. so. This this is the tiebreaker. I have a chance to tie it and even win it. Yes. I do not repeat what I said then. No, I've been a selfish being all my life. As a child, I was given good principles, but was left to follow them in pride and conceit. And such I might still have been, but for you, dearest, loveliest Elizabeth. That's a pretty hopeful little interlude at the end there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is an Aaron movie. Um, and I'm going to say that this is, um, oh, oh my God, I'm losing, I'm losing it. What's the name of it? It was released in 2007. It stars Kira Knightley. Um, it was nominated for Best Picture. Um, I can't fucking think of the name of it. it starts with an A. Um, You're thinking of Atonement. Atonement. I'm going to say this is Atonement. Thank you, Bryce. Uh, I'm going to say it's an Aaron movie, and then it's Pride and Prejudice again. I was, I was. That was my first inclination. Was it's just another version of Pride and Prejudice? And you're right. It is. That's unfair. <laughs> Yeah, this is from the BBC miniseries Pride and Prejudice, oh, starring really? Colin Firth. Oh, okay. Wow. I don't know. Was it the- okay, so Bryce won by one point. Way to go, Bryce. Good job, Bryce. You really know your wife better than me, but just by a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess the odds are stacked against you, aren't they? Wow, man. Yeah, no, none of this stuff ever gets played in my house. Ever. <laughs> well, it, you did very well. Yeah, well, I'm, I I'm, thought I was going to, I thought I was going to be a murder. My mom, I mean, I grew up with all that, all this period stuff. I, I can't believe, I, you like, I guess that's true with like musicals too. Your mom listened to a lot of music. Oh, too. it was brutal. It just, it was <laughs> I had it from I got it from every angle because my mom loved all this period shit that I couldn't stand. And to, I mean, she made me listen to classical music, which I actually enjoy. That's the one thing that my mom did that I really appreciated was like never stopped playing classical music. Um, but at the time, it was just a rough, uh, you know, being a little kid. And then the then the other side was my dad wouldn't stop watching sports, and it was just like, oh god, I can't stand any of this. 
<laughs> All right. Thanks, Aaron, for preparing yeah, no that. Kidding. That was a good that was that was a great I say game. one of our best games we've it, ever played. It, well it had me um it had I was engaged the whole time. Much more so than Well, I'm glad I provided a challenge for you. Yeah. It was certainly challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for yeah, doing thanks. that. Thanks. Thanks everyone for listening. Um again, if you got balls, go to manscaped.com. Cut those, cut that uh, wavy mane. Yeah, get your off there. Get your weeds all trimmed up. Um, 25, 20, not 25%. It's twenty percent off and free shipping if you use code HMT at checkout. Also, go to our website at horrormovietalk.com. There, you'll find links to all of all of our social media. Um, you know, if you are an Apple product user it would be great if you left us a review to counteract three one-star reviews in a row um but you know you live your life you do what you need to do i'm not going to tell you wh- how many stars to give us but if you're thinking of one maybe don't i don't know <laughs> i say let i'll bring all comers it makes for good content <laughs> um check out our our uh, group on facebook it's really um jumping with uh horror movie fans seems to grow exponentially seems like it just grows and grows and um let us know what you think by calling our voicemail at that's uh i believe it is six eight three two five three four four six eight uh let's see here wow no sting i got one number off is six eight two two five three four four six eight okay and until next time this is Horror Movie Talk. We love Sign you. Up. Have love a good you. week. Also, Safe. thank you, Aaron, for, yeah. for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks to the new patrons. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror Movie Talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle. For foreplay, Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chop a chop, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner. Rob Sanchez, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spookology doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, necolostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pops done, gave Bryce.
petulance. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. Ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shutter and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Hard movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Can I see one today? I just want to see one of your titties, girl.